Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. (laughs) Bonjour. I do love to say that. (laughs) Ah, all right. Well, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about A Course in Miracles. And this week, our topic is the truth behind illusions. The truth behind illusions. And uh, this is a short section in Chapter 30, and we're going to take a look at that today. So let's begin with a blessing here. I place my hand on my heart. Take that deep breath, centering into my heart. I am willing to know the truth behind illusions. I am willing to give up my attachment to my illusions and delusions. So grateful and thankful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self to recognize the pure love of God is what we are. So grateful to recognize that Spirit has already given us everything there is to give. And so we are making use of the mind of God to bring forth expressions of beauty and peace and harmony, wisdom and clarity, freedom and wholeness. We are grateful to come together for this holy purpose, transcending time and space, living from our heart, heart opening, mind opening. This is what our time together is dedicated to. And in gratitude, we share the benefits with all of our brothers and sisters because we are one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Mm. Beautiful. So as this broadcast is occurring, uh, it is end of days 2021, which has been a challenging year, to say it lightly, for many people, very challenging, maybe not as challenging as 2020 for some, more challenging for others, very intense for a lot of people. And uh, we're going into the year 2022, and I'm saying this because people may be listening to this five or ten years from now because this podcast started in 2011, so we've already had ten years of uh, weekly shows. And I'm so grateful there there is an opportunity for us to connect in this way and share from these beautiful teachings of A Course in Miracles. So I've been thinking about uh, 2022 and preparing for uh, the year, which is something I love to do. I feel very blessed because as the leader of the Power of Love Ministry, I have multiple programs and we are uh, launching again a new year of Masterful Living. And that's always a wonderful and exciting thing. There's no question that Masterful Living is the best thing I've ever done in my life, aside from my own spiritual practice. And of course, now Masterful Living is part of my own spiritual practice. We've been doing it for, I believe this is the 14th year. Unbelievable. Yep, 14th year. So that tells you something. And... 2022, the year 2022, numerologically, numerologically, (laughs) that's a little tricky to say, is a six year, and six is about the heart. So what I'm, I'm I'm not a numerologist, and I'm not actually that into numerology, but now and then I find it helpful and interesting, very interesting. Uh, and I do believe, just as an aside, talking about 
numerology, astrology, things like this, all part of the illusion. So the truth behind the illusion is that it's all a projection, that that, that is the essence of this section, that uh, the truth behind illusions is that this is a, uh, the illusions are a projection of our own mind. So sometimes we get mad at what we're experiencing in the illusion because we've forgotten that we are the projector. So, uh, astrology, numerology, gender, um, sexual orientation, uh, race, uh, height, all these weight, all these different things, these different components of our physical experience in uh, the Earth School, as uh, Gary Zukoff used to call it, these are all things that we've selected for the purpose of our unfoldment, of our, our, our awakening awareness. So we may not like certain things, but it's like, uh, talk to the man, talk to the hand, talk to the one who made it. Okay, so look in the mirror and talk to the one who made it. And the way I talk to the one who made it is I've learned to be very gentle and sweet with myself. And so when I'm experiencing something in the script that I am not enjoying, I say, hmm, I wonder why I thought this would be valuable. I'd like to understand that. How is this valuable to me? How is this experience helpful to me? How can I move through it with ease and grace? And instead of fighting it, which draws it out and gives me more painful experience of it, how can I see it as helpful? So for me, in my short looks at numerology, I do see that things are helpful to me and that there is in my numerology, in my astrology, in my gender, in my sexual orientation, in everything about my physical human existence, encoded into every bit of it is something that is either very helpful or it is actually a sign to me. And to me, the, the signs embedded in our numerology are little wake-up calls. And one of the ways that our higher Holy Spirit self, the I Am Presence, whatever you'd like to call it, uh, it is speaking to us. All of life is speaking to us through everything. And they're all messages of love because they're either messages of encouragement or they're messages of correction. And so let's not get angry at the messenger. Let's be grateful that we can see the signs, read the signs, recognize the signs at all. So you may or may not find numerology helpful or interesting, but I have. And so I find that there is, yes, truth behind illusions. Now, in this section, it's section 4 in chapter 30. So getting towards the end of the text, section 4, the truth behind illusions, it begins with, you will attack what does not satisfy, and thus you will not see you made it up. Now, it's interesting because uh, in Sundays with Spirit, which I realize I haven't been really talking about it. There's so many things <laughs> going on in my life, I forget to tell you about them. But that is a, a way to join me every Sunday, live on Zoom, uh, I'm there most Sundays and uh, join with a wonderful group from the Power of Love Ministry. We've got people all over the world, and we join together for a Sunday service 
Of course, it's free. It's supported by donations, your donations, just like this podcast is made possible by your donations. So all are welcome. We have wonderful speakers. Sometimes I'm the speaker. Last Sunday, I was the speaker, and I was talking about uh, the things that we're going to leave behind this year. What are the things we'd like to leave behind this year and not take with us into the new year? And uh, one of the things that someone said was being upset about politics and the things that we see going on in the world, that that had been a big distraction in recent years. We can all relate to that, that's for sure. So, uh, it, it now is a valuable time to take stock and do this work. What are the things that we do not wish to take with us into the new year? And really owning, okay, I did that. I did that. Not to blame ourselves for wasting our precious time, energy, and money on things that upset us, but instead to harvest the wisdom through releasing the unforgiveness, which is the judgment, which is the blame, which is the shame, which is the regret and the guilt. So rather than making ourselves feel more guilty for uh, investing our precious time, energy, money into things that could only bear a bitter fruit, instead we release any judgment and we remember to laugh Remember to laugh, and then we move into the territory of forgiveness. Because that's truly what forgiveness is. It's releasing the judgment, the interpretation, the meaning we made of it, and being able to remember to at least smile. If we can't laugh, maybe we can remember to smile. We're not smiling about our uh, choices, We're smiling that we are eternal beings and what happened was part of the illusion which is not eternal. So there, that's something to smile about. So appearances are not what they seem, they are what we project. That is the truth of it. So this section begins with, you will attack what does not satisfy, and thus you will not see you made it up. So the person in Sundays with Spirit who was basically owning up that they had invested considerable time, energy, attention in thinking attack thoughts about situations in the world that did not satisfy did not make happy, did not please. And because of that, when we're focused in that way, we don't recognize this is a projection. I made it up. I made it up. Now, there's that collective I that is the I am that I am. And so that higher Holy Spirit self, which is the same as the I am, is... The one mind that made it up. So we, we didn't do it on our own because there's no such thing as on our own. I think that's a good, simple way to say it. Now, the next sentence is, you, will, you always fight illusions. This is why the truth sets us free. Because there's nothing to fight with the truth. The truth sets us free because the truth is what we are. Teach only love because that is what I am. I'm interested in that. And uh, there was a time in my life when I would say that over and over again through all, throughout my day. I'm going, I am teaching only love because that is what is true and that is what I am. I'm teaching only love because that is what is true and that is what I am. I do not wish to teach illusions. I do not wish to teach insanity. 
So this is why the path of awakening requires the humility to be able to say, I made the whole thing up. I blamed it on others, but there is no other. I blamed my pain and my suffering on others, but there is no other. There's only the all in all. I don't like to say wasted, although Jesus does talk about wasting time in the in the course. I, I prefer to think of it this way because it feels gentler. It's not wasted if I can harvest the learning from it. So I've had many experiences in my life, many, 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 where let's say I did something that was not loving and in the doing of it, in the experience of it, I realized I don't want to do this anymore. I said something snarky and unkind that hurt somebody, and I realized I don't want to say snarky, unkind things anymore that hurt people. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to do this anymore. So that's not a waste, you see. That's a painful way of learning. Jesus tells us you can learn through pain or joy. You choose, and that's what we do all day long. So I started making the decision I don't want to learn through pain anymore. No more. No more, no more, no more. I don't want to study war no more, no more, no more. And that's the truth of it. So I'm going to learn through joy. Do I know how to learn through joy? I don't remember. Will the higher Holy Spirit self, the mighty I am presence, lead me and guide me out of the darkness? Every instant, every holy instant that there is, Yes, but I do have to be willing. And it's faster and easier and more thorough when it is the deep desire of my heart to be set free. So that's one of our key things that we work on in Masterful Living. Going from feeling the resistance, feeling the reluctance, making other things more important. Oh, it's more important I get my errands done than I have have time with God. Oh, it's more important for me to hold on to this resentment than it is for me to let it go. Oh, it's more important for me to blame those people than it is for me to take responsibility. We move from thinking that there's value in holding things against people to seeing I can learn through joy. That's what I'd like to do. So this is the path that we are on. And I am super excited for 2022 because I I think all of humanity is going to have a heart opening. And I'm excited to see what that is going to be like. I'm excited for in my own experience. I can tell you uh, in the last month or so, as we're getting closer and closer to it, I'm feeling more and more activity of healing and opening in my heart chakra. And uh, I'm very excited for what is unfolding in our hearts. Yes, there is deep work happening in the invisible and we can help it along. That is our purpose. So I'm excited for us living our purpose this year like never before. Yes. And uh, very excited for how things are unfolding in the Power of Love community. It's tremendous. It's just tremendous. woo <laughs> I can honestly say that we are on it. And we are really just powerfully remembering our true identity. Come and join us if you feel so moved to do so. All right. So you will attack what does not satisfy and thus you will not see you made it up. You always fight illusions. For the truth behind them is so lovely and so still in loving gentleness Were you aware of it, 
you would forget defensiveness entirely and rush to its embrace. So I read a statement like that and think to myself, okay, so my willingness is all that's required. Let me be willing to know the truth, feel the truth, see the truth, value the truth, speak only the truth. Let me become aware of the truth behind illusions. Holy Spirit, make it so. See, we don't have to figure out how our job is to allow. We don't have to figure out how our job is to allow. I am interested in seeing the truth behind illusions. I am interested in that stillness, to be still and know I am God. Now, if that's true, let me take at least moments, if not minutes, of silence throughout the day and just say, let me be still and know I am God. And really, this is what A Course in Miracles workbook is all about. It's about pausing throughout your day to value that which is truly valuable. He goes on to say here, the truth could never be attacked. So we don't even have to worry about that. The truth can't be attacked. Because in order for something to be attacked, there has to be a weakness in it. There's no weakness in the truth. That's why, if you know anything about muscle testing, kinesiology, the, the truth makes us strong. The truth makes us strong physically as well as mentally and emotionally. So let me remember the truth. May the truth be revealed in my mind and in the world. And may love prevail. Let truth be revealed and love prevail. These are the things I say all the time uh, on this podcast, but also in my own mind and in my own life. The truth could never be attacked, and this you knew when you made idols. Talking about idols, false idols, the things that we worship instead of valuing the truth. And it goes on here, and this is important for us, helpful for us to understand. It says, they were made that this might be forgotten. So the idols were made that we might forget that the truth could never be attacked, could never be assailed, because there's no argument against the truth that's valid, that's real. So it's like tilting at windmills. There's that thought again. I think that's come up a few times in the last couple of months. So... Um, The truth could never be attacked, and this you knew when you made idols. Idols were made that this might be forgotten. So we get focused on the idols, which can be attacked, right? So idols can be our loved ones. Idols can be our job, our home, our are the animals in our lives it can be all kinds of things. Idols can be our breast size, our body, uh, uh, all kinds of things we can make into idols. Something that we have a sense of making more important than the truth, more important than love, more important than our connection to our true identity, which is pure love, pure spirit. So then he goes on to say, you attack but false ideas and never truthful ones. So everything that we have attack thoughts about is part of the illusion. It's not real. So this can be helpful to us because if we notice we have attack thoughts... And we must say to ourselves, or we can say to ourselves, 
ah, I must be mistaken here. There is nothing to attack because I can only have attack thoughts about that which is not real, that which is part of the illusion. So why tilt at windmills? Why waste my time, my energy, my money on such endeavors? No, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) Enough. Been there, done that, not going to study war no more. Ah, It's time for me to come up to a break. And I'd like to mention some things. Yes, I mentioned Sundays with Spirit. Register one time and we'll notify you, give you a reminder who is speaking each week. You can do that at jenniferhadley.com. Go to the events page. It's one of the easy ways to sign up for it. And also, we have so many more goodies at jenniferhadley.com and livingacourseofmiracles.com. Please check them out. I am Jennifer Hadley, (laughs) and you're listening to A Course in Miracles right here on Unity Online Radio, where we're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. Thank you for continuing on. We're talking about false idols and recognizing that if we're attacking something, we're attacking something within the illusion because we can't really attack God, we can't really attack the truth, we can't really attack love or wisdom or beauty or any of those things. We we can turn away from them, we can pretend they don't exist or that we don't have access to them, but any attack is a false attack. And uh, this is why I love that saying, seek first the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto you. So when we seek to know the truth, to know the kingdom, which is our true identity, it's what we are, when we seek to know, to understand, to connect with that, then all the spiritual qualities and our access to them, wholeness, freedom, prosperity, Wisdom, clarity, harmony, all of these spiritual qualities and more, we get access to it again because now we're not dilly-dallying with the false, the insane. So let's go back here to chapter 30, section 4, paragraph 1. We're still in the first paragraph. It's so rich here. He says... All right, I'm going to just back up a little bit. The truth could never be attacked, and this you knew when you made idols. They were made that the truth might be forgotten. Idols were made by us that the truth might be forgotten. You attack but false ideas and never truthful ones. All idols are the false ideas you made to fill the gap you think, arose between yourself and what is true. So to me, this is the crux of the whole thing here. All idols are false ideas you made to fill the gap. You think arose between yourself and what is true. So idols, you can think of all the special relationships, whether it's with a pet or a person. All idols are the false ideas you made to fill the gap you think arose between yourself and what is true. But there is no gap. There is no gap. We are still who we always were. We are God. Yes, we are. He goes on, and you attack them the false ideas, for the things they represent, 
what lies beyond them cannot be attacked. So we attack the false ideas for what we think they represent. But remember, we've given everything we see all the meaning that it has for us. Everything in the world is neutral. So we attack them for the meaning that we have assigned to it. You can see what a circular, no win, no peace system the ego thought system is. So to release all of it, all of our attachment to it, I think of Jesus saying, Be ye of good cheer, be not afraid, for I have overcome the world. And as he said, I have come that ye might have life and have it more abundantly. So this is what he's talking about. We don't have to figure out how to do any of this, but we do have to be willing. We do have to be interested. And you know what? We have to be disciplined for the truth. Until we remember our true identity, we have to be disciplined for the truth to get there faster and to release the suffering. And now I can say I honestly know this is why my intuition was so strong to create this Power of Love ministry and the Masterful Living community. Because that's what we do together. We stay disciplined. We stay committed with joy, with fun, with remembering to laugh. Because I am not interested in being part of some dour, ascetic community that thinks that sacrifice is a good idea, that not enjoying the pleasures of life is a good idea. I am for enjoying everything from, as you well know, a cup of coffee to enjoying sex, enjoying whatever I would like to enjoy. Whatever I'd like to enjoy. And what I notice is that I can choose whatever I choose to enjoy the pleasures of without feeling guilt, without feeling ashamed, without feeling like I've done something wrong. And I don't need to hurt myself with things anymore. I don't need to hurt myself with alcohol. I have a drink now and then. I'm not that interested in having lots of drinks. Because I notice the effect that it has on my awareness. It dulls my awareness. I'm not interested in having a dull awareness anymore. The enjoyment that I used to get from having a little buzz of a cocktail does not compare to the high I have when I feel connected to spirit. There's no comparison. The buzz from a cocktail is a, is a sad substitute that I'm not interested in. And But I occasionally, I, I have something. You know, I, I love hard cider, and uh, sometimes I like a glass of red wine. I eat meat uh, on a regular, though certainly not daily basis, but I like to have some red meat every couple weeks. It just, my body does so much better if I do. Um, I'm, I'm not into deprivation. I'm not into making things bad anymore because I have given everything in this world all the meaning that it has for me. And what I absolutely know is that as we purify our thoughts and we're only thinking loving thoughts, we can enjoy everything there is to enjoy without any sense of sin, and where there's a sense of sin, there's always that that punishment, whether it's in thoughts or in words or in deeds. Where there's a belief in sin, there's a belief in punishment. They go together. I'm not interested in either anymore. And that, we were talking about attack thoughts right before the break. So 
attack thoughts, punishment, sin, they go together. And it's never satisfying. It's never fulfilling. So I turn away from that now. Oh. Let it, let's go a little further here. Paragraph two. The wearying, dissatisfying gods you made, these are the false idols, are blown up children's toys. A child is frightened when a wooden head springs up as a closed box is opened suddenly, like a jack-in-the-box, or when a soft and silent woolly bear begins to squeak as he takes hold of it. The rules he made for boxes and for bears have failed him and have broken his control of what surrounds him, and he is afraid because he thought the rules protected him. Now must he learn the boxes and the bears did not deceive him, broke no rules, nor mean his world is made chaotic and unsafe. He was mistaken. He misunderstood what made him safe and thought that it had left. So we get frightened by the things of this world, but we have given everything in this world all the meaning that it has for us. What we're mistaken when we're afraid of the things of this world. What we're really afraid of is that God has left the building, is not coming back, and now we are in charge. We're not part of God. We're part of the crowd that believes in sin and punishment and attack. And we don't feel safe in that crowd. But you see, this is the thing that to me is so, so helpful to understand. The truth behind illusions is if you think of the one mind like a lake, like a pool of water that is at its essence pristine, clear, perfect water, our thoughts we think in the lake. It's like we're placing our thoughts in that lake of the one mind. If our thoughts are attack thoughts, sinful thoughts, meaning thoughts of sin, not that our thoughts are sin, but thoughts of a belief in sin, energizing a belief in sin, focalizing a belief in sin, if that's what we're doing, we're polluting that water. We know it. Whether we recognize that we know it or not, we still know it. You could say it's unconscious, but we do know it. And therefore, we're afraid because we're polluting the space in which we live and move. And then we're saying it's not safe and we're afraid of the demons and the monsters in the world. But we're the ones that put them in the world. And they are but shadows. They are not real. All we need do to feel safe again is commit to being loving. And our sense of safety returns so quickly. But we have to really commit to being loving. We have to see the value in being loving. And sometimes that takes a little bit. It takes a little bit. And you know what that little bit is? <laughs> That's right. It is willingness. That is the little bit that it takes. And again, we're either willing or we're not willing. We can be willing to be willing to be willing to be willing to be willing. And we've got enough willingness to get her done. So let's do it. <laughs> The gap that is not there is filled with toys in countless forms, Jesus says. And each one, each toy, each false idol seems to break the rules you set for it. Right? Isn't that always what's going to happen in the special relationship? The special relationship is doomed to fail. It's doomed to fail at keeping us happy because it cannot. It is not in any way designed for our happiness. It is designed for our disappointment. 
So why go make one more special relationship? Stick to the relationships we have. Let's make them holy. And the return of joy is upon us. You know, I was thinking earlier uh, this thing about uh, being focused on uh, things in the world that are disappointing that we don't like and actively pursuing what we don't like. Now, I, I, I'm I'm 100% for spiritual activism, meaning speaking up, writing to uh, the government officials and letting people know what you'd like, but I'm not interested in attack. So uh, back in, uh, I guess it was 2016, during that incredible election time, I was on a mailing list for a local group uh, where I was living at that time. And uh, I'm sure I spoke about this in the podcast at that time. I got an a email from the head of the local group who I, I thought was really doing a, a wonderful job. But I got this email from her and she said something like, are you as worried as I am? Are you as afraid as I am? Are you as angry as I am about these different things in, in the political situation related to the election and the presidential election and all of that? And I wrote her back and I said, you know, I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm thankful for your activism and your organization. And and I am interested in volunteering. However, you lost me when you said worried, frightened, angry. Because I'm not interested in following a leader. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said something like this. I'm not interested in following a leader who wants to lead me into a hole of anger, fear, and worry. I'm interested in a leader who is inspiring me to do good things and make loving choices that bring peace and harmony for everyone, including the people who support policies and things I don't like, such as racism and sexism and ageism and and keeping the rich richer and the poor poorer. I'm interested in being inspired to make something beautiful, make something wonderful in the world, not to attack what I don't like. And I really give her credit because she wrote me back right away and said, thank you, I'm not going to do that anymore. She saw that I was right. So, I mean, right only in that love is what's right, you know. So she saw my perspective. And I think of Ernest Holmes, right, the founder of Science of Mind. And one of his famous quotes is, i I'm interested in being part of a group that's for something and against nothing. So when we're uh, against things, we can recalibrate. Because, yeah, I, 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 you could say I'm against war, but I'm for peace. And I'm much more interested in working for peace than against war. I, I, I know this is obvious, this is not new things, but when we're looking at this, what Jesus is saying here, the gap that is not there is filled with toys in countless forms. So these kinds of groups and organizations and ideals that people ascribe to, these are part of the the broken toys and things in countless forms to me. He says, each one seems to break, break the rules you set for it. It never was the thing you thought. It must appear to break your rules for safety, since the rules are wrong. 
we're wrong. But you are not endangered. You can laugh at popping heads and squeaking toys, as does the child who learns they are no threat to him. Yet, while he likes to play with them, he still perceives them as obeying rules he made for his enjoyment. So there still are rules that they can seem to break and frighten him. Yet is he at the mercy of his toys, and can they represent a threat to him? If we made up all the boogeymen under the bed, if we made all these things up, are they actually a real threat to us? It's about starting to think like a an eternal, infinite being of love and light that no one can kill, no one can murder, and not be thinking of ourselves as a body. I, I'm not saying this, this isn't without its challenges, but the thing is, is we do not have to figure out how to do this. Our job is to allow, because in back of illusions is the infinite eternal truth, and that is what we are. So let's look beyond the illusions, and how do we do that? We say, Jesus, we say, I am presence, we say, mighty, mighty, mighty presence, <laughs> I am not interested in dancing with illusions anymore. I am interested in truthful, meaningful experiences of love and light. I am interested in recognizing, recognizing the Christ in myself and in others. That is what I'm interested in. I am not interested in the dance of illusions. I am not interested in tilting at windmills and pretending that it's possible for me to punish people who have sinned, so I think. All of that is just not helpful to us anymore. What is helpful is to hold the vibration of the Christ in our household, in our family, in our neighborhood, in our community, to remember to laugh so that people can see us remembering to laugh. You know, on a, like everybody else on a regular basis, people share with me bad news. Some you know, and I'm I'm bad in air quotes here. News that is not the news I would like to get, but it's still what's happening. So, for instance, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, except this is what Spirit just gave me <laughs> last week or so. I I I took my car in to have undercoating done. Those who live in the north country and places where they salt the roads and stuff know how hard all that stuff can be on a car. And so there's a process called undercoating. You have your underneath of your car sprayed with this stuff and it helps protect it from the elements and from the salt and all that stuff. So uh, when they did the undercoating, they said, Oh, you've got issues with a loose axle. You're going to have to replace the whole thing. It's very expensive. And you've got holes in your muffler. You're going to have to replace that. That's expensive too. You know, it's going to cost uh, over $1,000, blah, blah. And so they said, do you want to fix this now while we've got the car on the rack? And I was like, no, but thank you. And um, I... I live right next to a mechanic's garage. Cars are coming and going um, during the week. And um, so I have the advantage of a mechanic literally in my backyard. So 
I, I took the car and they looked under the car and they said, yeah, you have a tiny hole in the muffler. I could solder it shut. It's no big deal. And you, you can still pass inspection. And I have, uh, yeah, you've got a loose axle, but it's nothing you need to do anything about right now. We can get you a used part and it, it'll be much less than they quoted you. And I can get you that, you know, in a week or so. And and it's not a rush anyway. So you see, I, I didn't panic. I didn't worry. Yeah, I'm going to have to give the mechanic the money to pay for the expense. But I'm going to trust that Spirit will send me that money from somewhere so I can balance my budget. I don't know where it's going to come from, but it'll come. I have trust and faith in that. So nobody's, and the people who uh, tried to get all that money from me, yeah, they tried. It didn't work. That's what they do. Uh, now I know what, they, what they're about, and that's that. Story over. No drama. They're not sinners. I'm not interested in punishing them. I'm not going to write, though I could. Um, I, I don't think I will. I'm just not interested in attacking people. You know, so uh, I could write a re- negative review at Google or Yelp or something like that. But eh, if spirit indicates, yes, do that, I would. Otherwise, I'm not going to do it. Hey, New Year Reboot. That is my New Year's workshop, New Year's Day. I love doing it. Come and join me. The The great thing is this thing is only $22. If you can't join me New Year's Day, we've got four follow-up sessions. Tremendous opportunity to really get some great work done and to kick off our new year with spiritual foundation. Let's do it. Let's remember to laugh and have fun together. Oh, my goodness. Let's have some fun. I love it. All right, last prayer of the year here. We're grateful and thankful for the love of God that shines in our mind, and we are contributing more peace, more love, more joy to the one mind every day, every way. We share the benefits with all. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. God bless you. Mm -hmm.